Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. I love music of all kinds, but I especially love a song with deep meaning and heart. And that's what you should get ready to hear as you get to know today's Song of the Soul guest, Cecilia Villar El Huri, known simply as El Huri. Born in Ecuador with Lebanese and Spanish influences from her mother and father, then growing up in Manhattan, New York, El Huri has a rich and diverse palette of musical and cultural influence. She first came to my attention as the winner of the 2018 Songs for Social Change competition with her song, Keep It Up. El Huri's music replicates her cultural experience, drawing from and reflecting diverse genres and influences, although a constant in the mixture is her energy and passion for a better world. Cecilia Villar El Huri joins us now by phone from New York City. El Huri, I am so very happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It's such a pleasure to be here, Mark. Thrilled that you asked me to join you. Well, we can tribute it to the songs for social change. You entered your song, Keep It Up, in their 2018 competition. How did that feel to be one of the top finalists there? I was thrilled, really. The message behind Keep It Up was to try to encourage people to go out and vote for the 2018 elections, which obviously now in 2020 is of critical nature as well. Didn't you release that just a month or something before the elections or a month or two? Yes. In fact, I was writing new material, which I do because I'm a songwriter, and my manager, Alexandra Gacci, heard the demo of Keep It Up, and she said, we have to go in the studio right now and record it, (laughs) and we have to get it out. And being somebody who loves to go to the recording studio, I said, sure, okay. So we did put it out as a single with that in mind and with that kind of urgency. Alexandra, as you said, your manager encouraged you to get right in there. And I want to thank her. I hope she's listening into this interview eventually. Yeah, I'm sure. And I realize such an important role that managers like her, not just managers, because she brings her creativity into your work as well, I understand. Yes, she does all the artwork behind the graphics, the imagery, and works on the music videos, besides being a guiding force for my career, and is absolutely in lockstep with the message behind the music and how music can change the world and hopefully for the better. So I'm totally blessed to be able to work with her. I'm the lucky one. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the luck is mutual there. But I would mention that since you grew up in Manhattan, but that you actually were born in Ecuador, that you've got a wider cultural lens that you look at the world with than perhaps a lot of people. Manhattan, admittedly, is tremendously diverse culturally. But how do you think that changes who you are in terms of doing music? Oh, it's absolutely what makes me, well, everybody's, the different threads that make everybody unique, absolutely. The music is a reflection of the different threads that I have culturally from my mother being Lebanese, my father being from Spain, being born in Guayaquil, Ecuador, I have tons of family in Ecuador, and then being raised in New York City, which, as you said, is, is multicultural 
and it's also economically diverse city, so that all those exposures just seep their way into your being and come out in my music, and I'm very fortunate. Some people try to put me in a box, but I can't be put in a box, or they say, oh, that's interesting how you merge all these, how your sound is a fusion and how that you crafted that. I'm like, no, it's, it's my, it's organic which it works for you, against you, however you want to look at it, but it is what it is and what makes El Hudi El Hudi, you know, it makes, that's my sound. And we should mention to people right away, too, El Huri is E-L-J-U-R-I, and that's a, a Lebanese name. Yes, it comes from El Khuri, and then when we, my mother's family went from Lebanon to Ecuador, there were quite a bit of Lebanese immigrants that went to the Americas, and that included South America, and El Khuri became El Huri in Spanish. The J is like an H in English, so it's El Huri, but it's spelled E-L-J-U-R-I. It's just shorter than Cecilia Villar El Huri, so that's why people call me El Huri. <laughs> I mean, just... <laughs> And I assume that you hate having the name Cecilia because of the song that was made really popular by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> I was, thankfully, I missed when it was on radio, but my parents named me after the saint of music. You know, St. Cecilia, I guess it's dumb luck that I became a musician. <laughs> I'm kidding. My mother's a great pianist and composer and my father an actor, so they were in the arts. So I guess St. Cecilia, that's what they picked. And they looked at my hands when I was born and, made, and was like, oh, she can be a musician. really true story yes (laughs) but your mother was thinking pianist like she is and and here you are a blazing guitarist but i did start with piano which i recommend highly recommend to anybody who's studying music that they start with piano it's the groundwork for any any instrument when my mother played the piano she played it like an orchestra she's incredible style so the piano is more diverse than most people realize but yes i did fall in love with the guitar (laughs) That's for sure. Well, let's get started with some of your music. I mean, it would be a pity if we ended the hour and we didn't get in the maximum amount of El Huri music that we could possibly fit into the confines of a 55-minute program. What's first? How about we start with Resiste? So this is, again, uh, you've got, I understand, four albums of your own out and then there's something back in 2001 with Grupo Fiesta right. that I don't really know quite what that is. But there's four of your own, and Resiste is one you just released this past year. So, title song for Resiste, tell us about it. Resiste is the single off the last album I released, which is the Colección Reggae del Hoodie, because I've had the history of having reggae songs in my albums, my solo albums. And this song really, it is a little bit of coming surfaced from rage and how we really need to fight for humanity. We're really in a desperate way, and particularly with focus on political corruption. I'm a politician, I'm a musician, but this is a declaration of the state we're in and how we really need to not get burnt out from having to rise up because it's a constant battle, but really to feel strong and continue and be persistent. And that's what Osista is about. And musically, it came out of wanting to put out this compilation, this reggae album. So it, it came out of a reggae one drop style, but then I kind of threw in a cool funky guitar lick because I can't help myself. And so it became kind of this fusion of funk meets one drop reggae. I don't know if people, listeners know what one drop reggae is, but it's roots reggae, one of the four roots reggae styles that I love. And that's Resiste. And we'll go right into it by Cecilia Villar El Huri. It is Resiste. Resiste. <laughs> 
We've got El Huri here today with us for Song of the Soul. That's title song of her 2019 release, Resiste. I don't really speak Spanish, and I don't speak Lebanese either, which, of course, El Huri, E-L-J-U-R-I, is of Lebanese origin, website elhurimusic.com. If any of that's a challenge to you folks, come via northernspiritradio.org. So, Resiste, released last year. You said, El Huri, that, that there's anger, that there's a need to persist, as you say over and over in the song, resist and persist, but anger. The first release that you put out back in 2008 was In Peace. Yes. Has there been a shift in your emotion, your feelings, your idea of what's necessary to get things done? That's a great question, Mark. The path of my musical landscape as a solo artist has navigated. Like my first album was in Bath. But there were still songs about what a dangerous world we are and how you can be let down. But there's always optimism. And then with Fuerte, that was really, the second album was really a lot more about frustration and anger. And then with La Lucha, my third album, that's more like, let's think here. Let's try to like get the message out there about what's going on. It's like an awareness album, an interest, more introspective La Lucha. And then when it came to the reggae collection, that was since it was a collection of some past reggae songs and some new material, it became more of that whole trajectory. So when I wrote Paz, there's still songs like Peligrosa on Paz that are about what a dangerous world we have, but it's a little more chill that album than as I went into Fuerte where, where I was rocking harder and then La Lucha, which came back full circle. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I guess. Sure. And, but I, I'm also assuming that in the age of Donald Trump and <laughs> politics that was unimaginable four or five years ago. You're absolutely right. It's hard to stay rooted in love and connection when there's so much hurt and abuse going on. Absolutely right. And that became, yeah, that then songs just came out with a lot more intensity towards like urgency for change versus just be good to your neighbor. This is more, the newer stuff is more urgency for change and speaking out as a witness, not just watching and hoping somebody else does something, you know, we can all make a difference. Well, let's make some more difference by getting some more of El Huri's music out there to the world. What's next? Okay, um, we can go with the anti-gun violence anthem. <laughs> That's <laughs> another actually roots reggae kind of rock with some horns and, and full instrumentation. And here it's talking about the terrible atrocities with gun violence and how we need to, again, speak out against this incredibly senseless violence that's happening. And at the end of the song, you know, I have a rap with different cities around the world that speak up about this violence. It's not just the U.S. problem, it's an international problem, and that's bang bang.
New York City. Bang Bang is also from El Huri's most recent release, Resiste. Obviously, you heard all those places all around the world where gun violence is happening. My perception of it is that it is considerably worse in concentration in the United States than almost any other country, except for those that are, shall we say, most lawless, most broken down. I mean, when you mm-hmm. got the area of Somalia, or there's some Central American countries where the violence is actually at a worse rate than in the United States. But the U.S. compared to the economically developed countries is so much at the bottom of the stack in terms of sanity. <laughs> I agree. And then you have a, a country like New Zealand that responded to the gun violence by changing, immediately changing laws. <laughs> it's like a fine example that, that we can continue to ignore, good examples set by other countries, but reminders for everybody. And, and this is bilingual, especially in light of what you said, that it is really a major U.S. problem. And so I, it did come out when I wrote it, it did come out in English as well as Spanish, because I tend to write more in Spanish. So El Huri is you, is your band, you've got your own band members. You've had four solo releases, but before that, I mentioned you did the thing Grupo Fiesta. What's that, and does that mean that you seed in that kind of setting control of what kind of music you're doing? When I first started playing music, I was in bands in New York playing CBs at the tail end of CBs. CBGBs, and I was in a band called Ying Yang or whatever when I was in high school, and we were we actually played CBs when I was 17. Don't tell them, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of came from that punk side, but I was always the songwriter. So then I did work in a band called The Trouble Dolls, and it was an all-girl band, and we were rebellious, and we had all different styles. But I was always the primary songwriter. Then I was in a band called Grupo Fiesta, where I was the songwriter again, and that was more like tropical pop rock. But then I started writing very intense even more intense. There was always a thread of how do we improve on society in messaging in my songs. But then with, when I went solo, it was like, I really need to make this solo, this material solo. That's when I wrote Empath and released Empath. So those were previous bands and albums that I worked on before I went solo. So would it be fair to say that you had a major influence on the earlier bands? Oh, absolutely. I was always the band leader and the songwriter. <laughs> so those were very specific musicians, and we all became a band, and I wasn't the only songwriter, but the primary one. And so then going solo was like, I do want complete creative control. I had just come off of a, an, an indie label and went on to a new one, and so the timing was just right. And it was liberating because I really got to control the arrangements even further than I had versus working in a defined band. Are there any of your songs which you would say do not come from an activist framework, activist point of view, activist motivation? Sure. Yeah, there's a few. Like what? Oh, like I do some love songs, like El Viento. My song El Viento that's on La Lucha is really, it's like a nod to my upbringing. I grew up listening to Afro-Cuban music because my father loved Afro-Cuban music. My mother, being a musician, played tangos, boleros, balses, pasillos. So the love of traditional Latin American music kind of came out in my song El Viento and has surfaced in other songs. So that's a good example. That's not necessarily a protest song. It's really we're just recalling and respecting my roots. And El Viento has, I would say, sighing women's voices. 
<laughs> Sign. No, that's, that, cool. that's not that's not a good protest mode, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, that's not. It's more like hopefully soothing and calming, but also a reflection of my Latin roots. And more like in touch with nature, like I do have a connection with nature and, and other songs as well, you know. People have already, from the couple songs that we've listened to already, know that El Huri and guitar go together like love and marriage, soup and salad, I don't know, just go together so well. This song, I noticed at a certain point, keyboards get a little highlighted. Is that you on keyboards or are you still staying with your guitar? El Viento, I played some keyboards, and I also had a great keyboardist playing there. But what you might also be hearing is the electric tres, which is playing the montuno, which traditionally is played on the piano. It's a Latin phrasing. It's called montuno, and that's what a, a tres or piano usually play. But yes, El Viento has a pia- traditional piano, too. And I played some of that and also had um, another musician who's amazing play piano as well. Maybe we could take a listen to El Viento and see if you can pick up that electric tres that I was mentioning. El Viento from La Lucha.
Siento que tú estás aquí, aquí en mi corazón, es donde te siento, aquí te mueves con el viento, te mueves con el viento, viento, te mueves con el viento, siento que tú estás aquí, siento que tú estás aquí, en mi corazón, en mi corazón, en mi corazón, en mi corazón, aquí en mi corazón, siento que tú estás aquí, aquí en mi corazón, es donde te siento, aquí te mueves con el viento, ¿ves? Some tender heart-touching sounds from El Juri. It's called El Viento from her recording La Lucha, which was released back in 2016. She's here today for Song of the Soul. I'm so happy she is. Our website is northernspiritradio.org. On that site, you can find links to all of our guests of the last 14 and a half years. And that for El Juri is elhurimusic.com. El Juri, if you don't speak Lebanese or South American Lebanese pronunciation is E L J U R I. So it's elhurimusic.com, the links on northernspiritradio.org, with a whole lot of other information, including the 40-plus stations across the nation who carry our programs. You'll find a place to post comments and rate the programs that we've included. Please do that when you visit northernspiritradio.org. There's a donate button. That's how we fund this full-time work. It's not by corporations, it's not by government, it's because you, the listener, make it happen. Even more important is to support the, shall we say, off-brands, the local community radio stations, the alternative media, so important in an age when just six corporations control 90% of the media in the United States. It's absolutely crucial that we get alternative news and views out there, alternative music, and that's best done by community radio stations and other people very invested in your local media sources. So please start by supporting them and then come back and help Northern Spirit Radio if you care to. Cecilia Villar El Huri is here today for Song of the Soul. She joins us from Manhattan. Si, señor. <laughs> Con gusto. With pleasure. El gusto es mío. I can say a few words, you know. <laughs> Bravo. Yo entiendo algunas palabras. Sí. She could do this, of course, in Spanish. By the way, how much was Spanish your first language? I mean, you know, you're born in Ecuador. When did you actually move to the USA? I came as a baby girl. I was a year and a half old or whatever, but at home we spoke Spanish to our parents. And I'm the youngest of all my brothers and sisters. We all spoke Spanish at home and with cousins and Ecuador and family. But then, I've, of course, I learned English from my brothers and older brothers and sisters right away. So I learned both languages pretty simultaneously, but spoke Spanish all the time at home. So that was my first language. Did you learn Lebanese along the way, too? It would be Arabic. And Arabic, I did not speak 
because my grandmother and grandfather that spoke Arabic and some aunts and uncles there were in South America. And so the common language was, even though they spoke Arabic, sometimes I could hear some words with Spanish when we were all together as a family when I was visiting down there in the summers, you know. So I did not learn Arabic, and I wish I did. <laughs> I really do. One of the wonderful things about learning a language like Arabic is the alternative language tree that it comes from means you get a much better understanding of how people think when you learn other languages. Oh, that's a good one. There's things that we don't know from Latin roots or from the languages that are spoken from Europe that are available in, in other ways in the world. So it's really wonderful to just accumulate languages to be able to say things that otherwise we can't even think in English. That's really true. And you and I were speaking earlier about how music is an international language. And sometimes when I perform in other countries, it doesn't even... I, I explain what the song is about, and even if the people listening aren't either don't speak English or don't speak Spanish, depending what country I'm in or city or whatever, they get a gist of the song, the messaging of the song, and they sense it because when I come off stage and I talk, I could see that. And it's very interesting how music can carry, even if the singing part is in a different language, that it helps people connect that way. You know, Mark, I find when I travel that most people have the same interest in mind. Most people I meet... <laughs> are like-minded and connected and our approaches might be different, but most people are kind and want to be kind to each other. And I feel so blessed and fortunate because I'm surrounded by that kindness. It's a lot more kindness than not, even when we're talking and singing about serious subjects. And it's a lot more kindness than you'd probably get from certain reactivity that goes on in the world. People do take umbrage pretty quickly. You didn't use the word that I like to use, or you didn't respect the people that I like to respect. And right away, people start thinking someone else is a nasty person, whereas very frequently, people who we politically disagree with can actually be some of the most wonderful human beings, and you just wonder how, how it comes out so crooked in the politics. Yeah, exactly. And, and how putting a wall up instead of blurring the, the lines between countries and, and finding bridges and connectivity, you know, it's, it's there. It's just the focus is on the negative, sometimes politically, for vested interest. And that's a shame that the people do have the power, as Patty Smith would say, you know, we do. We have a voice. And I'm optimistic, actually, because I'm again, when I travel and I tour, I see that kindness and the voices. One of the things I noticed about your traveling and touring is you have listed on your website several different people in several different countries who arrange touring in those countries. I mean, you've got someone for USA, Canada, touring in this area, but when you go overseas to different countries, I think you've got four different agencies who do your arranging. Where do you travel and sing and perform the most? I would say I travel, probably perform... The last couple of years, I've performed the most in Mexico, and then the second most in the U.S., and then I have also gone to Canada. It goes in waves. I've toured in Colombia, and now the great news for 2020 is I'm going to tour in the Netherlands for the first time. We just signed an agreement with a booking agency in the Netherlands, and they cover the Benelux region, which is Belgium, Luxembourg, and Netherlands. And so that's my first foray into a real tour in Europe. I've only played England. I've never done a tour in Europe, so I'm really excited for that. 
So are you going to also sing in French and Flemish and such if you're going to be in Belgium? (laughs) That's a little tricky. (laughs) It could be. It could be. It's interesting where the interest comes. It's just very interesting. And um, I'm from a family of immigrants, so I love going to new countries. I love spreading the word. I really love meeting the people. It's not just about food. (laughs) (laughs) carrying the beautiful spirit with you as you travel i'm sure makes you magnetic for many people around the world Uh, it's so wonderful to be able to hear beyond words when someone sings speaks and i think you do it well so let's do some more of it let's get a couple more songs in for your song of the soul okay why don't we go into a little more intense guitar (laughs) a little more of my rock side and that would be my song nunca volveré It's an immigrant song. It's really dedicated to people who are refugees, who are dreamers. And it does have a little bit of uh, my Middle Eastern influence in there. You can hear in the harmonies and the the guitar and and some of the instrumentation. So it's a shout out to my Lebanese heritage. Nunca Volveré by El Huri.
We are blessed and enriched by having with us here today for Song of the Soul, Cecilia Villar Elhuri. Elhurimusic.com is her website, and that song was Nunca Volvere. It's from her recording, La Lucha. Nunca Volvere is never return, never go back. Right. I'm curious if you or your parents ever had that idea of returning, because some immigrants get treated well here, but a lot of immigrants get looked askance on. So either here or in Ecuador, where your parents went from Spain, and I guess your mother at some point left Lebanon. Right. Was there never that desire to go back? I mean, there's the roots that still call. Well, some of it is the desire to go back and some of it is the ability to go back. We were not refugees. We were immigrants. But if you look at a refugee, kind of some of the song's messages like, you know, you leave your homeland behind, but not with the intent of not returning. <laughs> Double negative. But rather, as it turns out, you can't go back because of the dangers or whatever's going on back home. So for my parents, that wasn't the case. They did want political stability that they didn't find was happening where they were in Ecuador. They did come when it was like the land of opportunity here, which I have huge belief for the what the U.S. represents. And I'm very much an American, U.S. American. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to give up your love of your of your heritage. So Nunca Volveres represents sometimes people think they're going to go back and they can't. And that's uh, a little scary. My father was interested in maybe moving to Madrid, and he fell in love with New York because he had traveled because he's, he's an actor, and that's where we ended up coming, not to the U.S., to New York, <laughs> the country of New York, joking. <laughs> well, it is kind of a difference. It's because of the multicultural nature of New York. Yes, yes. It's not your same experience as I have out here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. That's what makes this country so beautiful, those different cultures, those backgrounds that we coexist. It's what makes USA, I think, great and should be celebrated. Obviously, you're more than fluent in English, and yet the very large majority of the songs you share are in Spanish. You know, some bilingual, like Bang Bang has mm -hmm. some in it. What guides you in that vision? That's a very good question, Mark. When I first started writing songs, I wrote in English, and those were all the bands in New York, and New York-centric, and with musicians in New York singing in English. And then I formed the band, the Grupo Fiesta, and in that, when I started writing some songs in Spanish, and the label I was on was really interested in Spanish songs. So then I fleshed that out, and I found that I really enjoyed writing in Spanish. It's so romantic, and singing, and words just kind of float when you sing in Spanish. So then I, when I went solo, that's just how it just naturally led organically into more Spanish. And then I was touring a lot in Mexico, so it continued to build that way. So I'm like 80-20. <laughs> My records is mostly <laughs> Spanish and mostly out of just the way it all developed and organically. But I love the richness of languages and culture. And I just think one of the reasons that the United States is as good a country as it is, is because we've got so many riches coming from so many different cultures. It's why we've got the biggest vocabulary of any language on the earth. So true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the clock is just about ticked out, so let's get one more song in. How can we conclude your Song of the Soul? You know, when you hear a title of a show called Song of the Soul, you can't leave out your influences. I, You know, obviously I was influenced by, like, the Marleys, Neil Youngs, Patti Smiths, and Dylans, and everybody else, but my parents were 
are my biggest idols, my father being a great performer, an actor, and my mother, an incredible songwriter. And so when she was recording her music in South America and Ecuador, she had a bunch of records out. Over the years, when since I was a little girl, I listened to her play those beautiful songs on the piano at home. And there's this one song that I loved, and it was called Como en un sueño, which is a pasillo, which is an Ecuadorian rhythm, traditional rhythm, Ecuadorian rhythm. And so I, I wanted to put that song on my first solo CD, Como en un sueño, my version, of course. This is a song of my soul, an interpretation of my mother's beautiful melody and lyrical phrasing. It's a love song. And really, it's about confessing how intense the love is for someone and how you adore somebody, but you do not own them. Como en un sueño, like in a dream. Yo siempre lo Just be my 
Español by El Juri is our last song today for Song of the Soul. El Juri's Song of the Soul. It's from her recording En Paz, which is her first one back in 2008, I think it was. And it's, again, by your mother. Yes, my mother's a great composer, pianist, so talented and a mentor for me. I looked up to her. So I, I, I surprised her. Of course, I, I got her approval before we released it. I wanted to respect the integrity of the song and, and the rhythms. And she was just so thrilled, <laughs> as were my, my whole family. Could she have performed, you know, either on keyboards or singing? Could she have been in there with you? She could have, but I, I changed a lot of the piano parts to guitar. So then what I did was I put the original version that was recorded in Ecuador on the album as well as a bonus track. So you could hear her playing and how the original performance was. And you can find all of the recordings that have been released by Cecilia Vihar El Huri. El Huri Music is the website E-L-J-U-R-I, El Huri Music.com. Any questions, NordenSpiritRadio.org is our site. We've got the links there to El Huri Music and all our other guests. So please drop by and visit us there and get to know more of El Huri's music. She's certainly out to make this world a better place, which is near and dear to my heart. Obviously, bringing the cultural riches from Ecuador, from Spain, from Lebanon, and from Manhattan over in New York. Obviously, her music is so rich with all these influences that you can't do better than just to sit down and immerse yourself in her music for a while. So please take the opportunity to do that. And Cecilia, it's so wonderful to have you here today. It's so wonderful to get to know you. I feel the beauty of your music, your passion for the world, and your voice and guitar. I'm just so pleased to have you here, and I thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. And Mark, thanks for this treat. I so appreciate what you do and your beautiful, generous spirit. It's so appreciated, and I love just even the name of your show, Song of the Soul, is tells you right there. And <laughs> Northern Spirit Radio, it's all positive energy. That's what we need, and we'll put our hands out and reach out and, and help others rise up as well. And I'd remind you folks that there's one other of her songs which has been featured on Northern Spirit Radio. I did an interview about the 2018 Songs of Social Change. She was the big winner with her song, Keep It Up. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Gracias a todos, besos para todos, y abrazos. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org. Guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.